0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during, workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. I have a gripe Okay. A, a gripe grape? this week. A gripe Ah. I. I mean, I've also had a grape.
1: That's good. I want to be think-
0: clear. I said I, I. I kind of ignored that, like it wasn't true. I have had a grape. I want people to know, I'm just like you. I have eaten fruit. Um. Thank you. Because on Carl Pulling, it's important that we're relatable. Yeah. And what's the most relatable fruit? apple right apple a day keeps the doctor away it probably is an apple an apple pie especially in america man i mean obviously it changes as you move around the world Correct. like in india i think it's the mango is probably in- the most relatable fruit
1: right in canada it's the icicle
0: yes canada <laughs> no actually in canada it's it's um it's the govern the the governor not the governor what do they call him prime minister yeah it's the prime minister
1: Ah, okay. Little, I see what you've little done. Little
0: justy true true is the most relatable fruit. Um no, but I I have a gripe. And my gripe it goes thusly. Mhm. My my fiance and I are getting married in a in a month. Has fiance It, it too. looms over me like the reaper. <laughs> okay. <But laughs> we're getting instead of doing the traditional wedding band thing, we're getting tattoos, mm-hmm. on our ring fingers. And this guy wants to charge me $200 to draw a couple a couple lines around my finger. Seriously, dude? Yeah. I didn't pay that much
1: on my wedding band. Like, no joke.
0: I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you look at some of the stuff that these tattoo artists draw, it's just mm-hmm. cartoons. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're getting paid
0: hundreds of dollars. Now, look, I get it. They're... It's a little bit higher risk than an actual coloring book. You understand what I'm saying? There's I do. You got to keep it inside the lines. And <laughs> sometimes a fat girl comes in and makes you tattoo a, a odious portion of her of her corpus. Mm. So there's there's different hazards, I get it, but for a hand, $200? That's uh, insane. Yeah. So anyway, Plus, isn't, I, go ahead. Isn't your
1: isn't your hand skin like doesn't it cause tattoos to go away quick, quickly too?
0: It's just, for, first of all, <laughs> uh huh. I, I thought you were about to qu- just name an insanely disturbing fact about <laughs> the different skin on different places of the body. I thought we were going to sure. do a whole Buffalo Bill thing. No, um, but, no, it's just the wear and tear on your hands causes it uh, to fall out because you okay. know, you're, you're gripping and slipping you know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i don't actually just hands you you use them a lot whereas like you're you know the place Back. where all the punk chicks get tattooed on the middle right. of their chest right it's not getting as much action in theory in theory that makes yeah. a lot of sense okay you think they would give you like a you know
1: 50 buck re touch up yeah, sort of discount yeah. Or you something. probably have
0: to go in and get it touched up every now and again. Probably. There's probably a subscription now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is the worst subscription service of all time. It is. Uh, anyhow, I'm I'm quitting my my cushy corporate job and I'm going to learn how to draw cartoons with with a needle because <laughs> wow, they're they're making great great cash over there. Yeah, no doubt. And I well, just also wanted to remind you that you you one day soon will be getting a tattoo with me
1: never ever will I ever uh, yeah it's but my...
0: you've agreed to it on air so that's just going to happen eventually and all we just have to blow up Ugh, okay Gang, I'll work on it welcome to Carl carpooling it is the only show that exists period yes all the other <laughs> shows died in showmageddon and now you are simply left with us the only show that went to the rapture mm. um All the other ones, they said they were were Christians, but they were not, and Mm -hmm. they turned into zombies. Hunter, it's been a minute since I've read the end of Revelation. I think they they turn into zombies, and then they all grow seven horns, and they write the names of blasphemy on the head of their zombie horns.
1: After they go to Krispy Kreme for a quick (laughs) pick-me-up.
0: Krispy Kreme is a funny name for hell. Now... Now, uh, we talk about all the things that you're not allowed to talk about, the things that you'll get in trouble for at Thanksgiving dinner. That's right. Politics, religion, art, philosophy, science. We lampoon them all. And if you listen to this at work or allow any of your work friends to know that you listen to it, you will be excommunicated from your workplace post-haste. Yes. We have a big show for you. It's... If, it's, if there's a strange smell in the air, know that it's because we're about to roast Italian meat, okay? <laughs> let, that, let that be a teaser for you. Mm. Uh, and I'm excited to get into it. But as is our tradition, Hunter, bequeath to the listener the roadkill that this. we may begin this podcast in earnest.
1: Well, Chris, it's not often that I get to bring us back to the genesis of this podcast, uh, which is the road itself. Um, You know, the actual traveling of cars to and fro along the highway, as we once did when we recorded this. And today's story allows me to do just that. Um, This comes to us from a lovely uh, city called Atlanta. Yuck. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yuck. Uh, A man armed with bow and arrow, carjacks woman in atlanta is our headline that is so that is sick so what i wanted to just impress upon you christopher is uh, this individual <laughs> failed twice <laughs> to <laughs> hold someone up with a compound bow <laughs> on the highway and eventually actually shot through this lady's um car windshield and told her to get out of the car she's fine uh, Nobody's hurt and it's you know that's good to know yeah. um, no one's been hurt which is why this is funny uh, mm. he proceeded to, <laughs> he pre- he proceeded to speed away from the scene of the crime and headed straight to Marietta where he crashed into a bridge so not the best uh, thief we've ever heard of now Chris yes I know what you're thinking
0: do you though because yeah. I, I have many thoughts <laughs>
1: what does this have to do with what roadkill typically does which is noticing what the left has left on the side of the road and picking it up and cooking it in a weird stew and laughing about it right that's what this is the typical segment is for
0: i I could not tell you hunter i I, (laughs) other than the fact that i just i've I'm positive that there's a racial component that we're about to talk about.
1: No, it's just crime. It's just literally crime. <laughs> okay. Remember how remember how they told us that uh, all these riots during uh, the COVID lockdowns weren't a big deal and how crime wasn't going up and then the new crime statistics came in and it was like, oh my gosh, they are and everything like that. Well, now Atlanta lives in literally wild Max where instead of having like <laughs> trained nice. criminals, Thank you, thank you. Uh, instead of having like trained criminals uh, who do cool stuff, we now have got guys with bows stealing cars. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that, that, and that's a big technological upgrade for him. I just want to—I yeah. like, am proud of him because that—that's really like, like you know, the the Chinese repelling the modern American force. You know, it's it's right. It's impressive that you could hold off a car with a bow and arrow. I I don't know how you just didn't get immediately run over. I will tell you this though, Hunter. I went I went down to Atlanta this week, mm-hmm. um, back to back to the land of my birth, to attend a rock concert. And, and by rock, I actually mean death metal concert. And it was actually hardcore. I'd never been to an actual death metal concert before. Hmm. And I you know I go to a bunch of like the indie rock alt rock shows. You know. And yes. the you know the girls are cute and they're all dressed in their their little glasses and their flannel and all that kind of stuff and the guys are are you know chill and and you know they got their hats on backwards. This reminded me more of a Magic the Gathering tournament than. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. That's the, interesting. The smell hunter. I leaned over ah. to my buddy that went with me and I was like, hey, "Do you ever feel like you're too recently showered to be at a place?" <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was an interesting, interesting time. A lot of people wearing neck belts. Um,
1: yeah, like a, a thicker choker.
0: Yeah, like a leather studded neck belt. Yep. yep. It was daddy issues toe to tip, and nice. uh, I don't mind. I don't toe mind. Toe to that. neck belt. Toe to neck belt. Um, from their from their neck belt, neck to their fishnet stocking toes, it was daddy issues <laughs> all the way down. That's beautiful. And. and on the uh, on the way in, it, this is a venue that I've gone to many, 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 many times before, and just outside of it, now there is a full-on homeless tent city. Seriously, wow. Yeah, it was it was actually very strange to see how how much it had changed in so mm. little time, and mm-hmm. this was never like in a great area, but now mm. there was no there was no bones being made about it, you know. Yeah. Um, it is truly the, deg- the degradation of, of our union. However, I, I like to think that it was one of those, one of those primitives who left out from, from their tent armed with a bow and arrow to take on the, the roaring metal horses that were stampeding outside of his campsite. <laughs> and, and he thought he would run away from, from the big city life. Um, tough go of it. Tough go. That he had to meet a bridge and meet his demise. Yeah, it Um, feels bad for that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice bridge. Uh, It's too bad what happens sometimes. Anyway, thanks for sharing that with us.
1: You got it, bud. That's what I'm here for.
0: It's only a matter of time before before Joe Biden tries to restrict our access to bows and arrows at this point.
1: Uh,
0: We must be ever vigilant.
1: Yes, we need them for the upcoming conflict,
0: apparently. (laughs) So, let's get into today's topic. Now, Hunter... When I saw this news last Friday, I was simultaneously disgusted and intensely overjoyed. Um, that's all Schopenhauer, Because other people's <laughs> pain is truly my pleasure, especially oh, no. when they make it their business to wag their finger and preach to the choir who is who is far more, far more informed and educated and and holy. They should be wearing the mantle themselves, and yet Mm. somehow this Joker maintains the pulpit. That's right, we're talking about Fredo. And if you don't know Fredo, uh he also goes by Chris Cuomo, although to somewhat less effect. Now, Hunter, do you you remember the Fredo story? The origins of Fredo. Enlighten enlighten our listeners, for they are ignorant.
1: So there was little old Chris Cuomo uh, eating a very nice, fancy dinner with his friends, um, drinking champagnes and the wines and all kinds of tasty alcoholic beverages. When a horrible racist Trump voter uh, approached the table and said, you're such a Fredo to poor little innocent defender of the people, uh, Chris Cuomo. And Chris stood up and said, here now, sir.
0: That is the N word to us Italians. <laughs> of course, he was referencing the idiot brother from what is it, The Godfather? That's correct. Yeah, a- and a- and that's why he was calling him Fredo, basically saying he was the idiot kid brother to to Andrew, probably. Right. Um, but he he said that that was tantamount to the N word for Italians. Um, for one, there's no such thing. Check. If there was, it would definitely. I- I'm going to make up my own. My own. Um italian epithet Um, how about how about pasta back okay that's 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 okay (laughs) you ignorant (laughs) pasta back um yeah but he it was kind of hilarious he said it was the n-word for italians now in light of new evidence i'm going to i'm going to be very clear fredo of course is not the n-word for italians however when i use it to talk about chris cuomo I want you to know that that is is how I mean it. Uh, (laughs) Even though there's not one, I want there to be one specifically for him. And so if you hear it on the show, let it evoke what it evokes. (laughs) Mm. Okay, so Fredo (laughs) has been in the news quite a bit recently. He started out his 2020 by the gentle ribbings with his brother Andrew on... Uh, CNN I think if you're interested we've done an episode covering that in detail and then when Andrew Cuomo resigned the governorship and Chris refused to cover it he talked about how he could not cover his brother on his show because that would be a conflict of interest to which the entire brained world said well what have you been doing for the past 18 months Right, rightly so then it turns out that he was actually advising his brother on how to handle his media personage in light of the allegations. So there was a big, are you on the side of the accuser or the defender? Are you, right. Are you You know, you, you talk a big game, Chris, but now why are you helping out this sexual assaulter? Mm. Well, last Friday, I think we might have learned a couple more reasons why (laughs) he might have been quick to jump to the defense of his brother that is right so there was an op-ed this week let me actually pull up that article hunter unless you have it up i don't have it right in front of me
1: uh from the new york times that lady who wrote it i actually don't that's what i don't have up
0: I've got it. This is by Shelly Ross. So, Shelly Ross is a veteran television journalist and former executive producer at ABC and CBS. And, classically, Shelly Ross was Chris Cuomo's boss. This is the title of the article. Chris Cuomo sexually harassed me. I hope he'll use his power to make change. Wow. Wow. So, we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about this it's more than an allegation, actually. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're going to talk about this instance. We're going to talk about what Chris has said in the past and how his actions and his words do not equate. And then I think that there is a deeper point, as there usually is with Carl Poling. I think there's a deeper learning, a, dif- a deeper takeaway that we can glean from this story because Chris... Cuomo is not an isolated incident now his his sexual harassment was an isolated incident but this line of thinking is not I think it's pervasive I think it extends all the way down from the halls of power uh, and the elite down to the liberal twitterazzi on line so we'll jump into all of that anything you want to add before we get started on these allegations Hunter
1: no, I think you've set it up nicely. Let's do
0: it. Okay. Shelly Ross, Chris Cuomo's former boss at ABC News. She she published this article on Friday, and it's an op-ed in the New York Times. And why now? Can't can't really say. Yeah. But it is the, odd timing. Yeah, for sure. The allegation in it is pretty damning She starts out by going through the allegations made against Governor Cuomo Andrew Cuomo mm-hmm. and was talking about how it made her feel uncomfortable that Chris wasn't covering it, how he explained he he couldn't be interviewing his brother etc but that he cared this is his quote I've always cared very deeply about these issues and profoundly so. I just right. wanted to tell you that that's how he signed off on that spiel. Right, and uh, she's talking about how that made her nervous, nervous, nervous. Um, and she watched him one time. I can't remember where he was, but he was wearing a t-shirt that that said the word "truth" on it. And she's hmm. like, "Well, you're just a liar." So hmm. she comes out with this story, and it goes thusly: She is at a work party with her husband. Her husband's sitting down on an ottoman behind her, drinking a diet cola. And she's standing up in front of him, and Chris Cuomo walks in and walks up to her, gives her a hug, and then grabs a handful of her rumpus and jiggles it, as she puts it, just tightly gripped it, right, and said to her, I can do this now, you're no longer my boss, with what she says was a cocky arrogance. She replied, no, you can't, and pushed him up. Off of her at the chest level. And then he noticed that the husband was sitting behind her. So let's stop there. Because that's enough. That's that's the entire allegation. Incident. Yep. What kind of person does that? Have you ever met a person who does that to a former boss? Or mm. to a colleague? Or to a friend? Or have you ever, ever been in the presence of a guy, one of your friends that made an unwanted advance on a woman like this?
1: uh, no, none that I can think of. I think if they did, it was probably, if, if anybody I know ever did something akin to this, it was probably in, in private where they could theoretically get
0: away with it. That's, that's interesting. You say that I, I have never seen this behavior. Mm-hmm. Never seen this behavior. If any of my friends exhibited this behavior, they'd get right. clocked. Right.
1: Yeah. And the exactly. people that
0: I hang out with would clock me if I did it. Sure. There, there's absolutely no room for this kind of behavior. But you have to start there because you have to get in the mind of an individual. Who thinks that this type of behavior is okay? I mean, I don't know right. how you get that far down the road, right. but to Andrew, or, or well, to Andrew and Chris Cuomo now, the Fredo boys, the Fredo uh, to, to, Fre- to the Fredo boys, this is this is fine, absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Now, she stepped back and revealed her husband standing there, mm-hmm. and you know Cuomo walks away. Then she gets an email. So this is why this is more than an allegation. Because in the... It's an admittance of what he did. Yeah, in in the New York Times email, he effectively admits to to the incident. Right. I'm going to read the email now. All right. Here's the subject line. It's to Shelley Ross from Fredo. (laughs) Subject, now that I think of it, I am ashamed. Though my hearty my hearty greeting was a function of being glad to see you, Christian Slater got arrested for a brackets kind of similar act brackets though born of an alleged negative intent unlike my own and brackets and as a husband, I can empathize with not liking to see my wife padded as such. The euphemism is disgusting, especially if you picture him saying it yeah so. Pass along my apology to your very good and noble husband, and I apologize to you as well for even putting you in such a position. Next time, I will remember the lesson, no matter how happy I am to see you. Okay, where do you even start with this? So, first of all, you know, on carpooling, we like to wait for the facts. Like, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about the, the Brett Kavanaugh allegations, let's say, our standard was the same, is that if anybody brings the goods, we'll listen to the goods. But until then, it's not that interesting. We don't have to in this instance. Right. The, the proof is in the pudding, where the proof is an email and the pudding is this article, and you can see a screen cap of it.
1: Right. The only thing that would be like unknown at this point is it's her description of the events versus his description of the events. Right? And sure. And e- even then, it doesn't matter. Like it was, it was an action that was gross enough where Chris felt like he needed to apologize for it.
0: Well, when he says Christian Slater got arrested for a sim a similar act, I think right. he's kind of giving away right. that her version of the story is not grossly off. You're exactly right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the the other side of it, this thing at the end. Next time, I will remember the lesson no matter how happy I am to see you. It's disgusting. And to say that his hearty greeting was a function of being glad to see her, Mm. that is straight up abuser material, right there. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 The
0: reason I violated your sanctity is because I was just really happy to see you. It's actually how much I like you was why I think I can disrespect you. Right. Exactly. It's a misweep porn so to speak yeah it's it's it is absolutely gaslighting this woman right because because the her takeaway from this is i can't make people happy to see me otherwise it's my fault that i you know they play a little grab ass right and and i'm not saying that's what shelly took away from it i'm saying that is obviously the goal <laughs> that chris Cuomo's after mm-hmm. and, and he probably wants her to be flattered by it also, mm-hmm. do you notice how he apologizes to her husband first?
1: I didn't notice that, but that's an excellent read l- or l- an excellent
0: point. Listen to this again. So pass along my apology to your very good and noble husband, and I apologize to you as well. So, like, you aren't noble and good and decent
1: and kind? It's just, like, you as well as that afterthought? Oh, she should be already so flattered weird.
0: that he was so so excited to see her.
1: Yeah, it's a little dismissive in that same kind of uh, way you're discussing that the, you know, it, this abuser 101, so to speak, right?
0: Yeah. Where, I mean, it's it has that same flavor to it. It's gross. It is totally disgusting. And and when I close my eyes, I see a picture of the pale blue soulless circles that sit in, his, in the middle of his head. Mm-hmm. And to picture him saying these words fills me with a... a, a such a such an illness Mm. he's such a disgusting human being Mm. and um it's like why if you're the governor of new york i'm talking about his brother now would you have very obvious nipple rings coming through your your button-up shirt Hmm. well because you're like this (laughs) (laughs) this explains all of it it's so it's so slimy it's so gross the Fredo boys are like the two-day-old Alfredo boys that sat out on the counter. They are slimy <laughs> and odious and disgusting.
1: <laughs> it's like Prego. The, or Prego. Raghu, yeah. That one.
0: I, I don't think you can get Prego from him just touching your butt, but oh, I mean, it's no. still very gross, Hunter. Now, oh, no. he, over the weekend, responded to the allegations. Some major problems with his response. Major problems with his response. Okay. One, he did not apologize again. He said, I apologized then, and I meant it. And he also described the incident as, quote, our interaction, meaning his and Shelley Ross's interaction, making her party to this, which is absolutely insane, considering Mm. she, to our knowledge, never egged this type of behavior on, was there with her husband, and only pushed him away when he did it yeah Let, let's pa- let's take a pause in the action here to talk to another man that I, I talk about another man i have no respect for what in the world it says in the article that after the incident she and her husband quickly left the husband gets no points from yeah. me yeah let's start yeah. with the basics first of all he was drinking a diet soda <laughs> be hey, a man do you know what i'm drinking right now yeah coca-cola zero it's a diet soda so thanks be a man, get diabetes, and die.
1: <laughs> Just like a man.
0: <laughs> Just like a man dies. Earn um, that
1: lower life expectancy for crying s- out loud.
0: Second, he was sitting on an ottoman. Yeah. Nobody has ever looked more low T than when they're sitting on an ottoman. Picture you know a man at a work function. Mm-hmm. Now picture him sitting on an ottoman. Mm. He will never procreate.
1: That's really good posture.
0: Oh. I don't think it's po- now. See, I, I have a different take on that, Hunter, because when I see a man sitting on an ottoman, yeah. he, he's hook backed by necessity.
1: So he's doing the little
0: hunch, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, because his knees are, you know, they're higher than his waist. So he mm. looks like a seven year old. You know? <laughs> there you go. I just, okay, so now for the real criticism how do you not deck this dude? Right, exactly like there's absolutely no excuse for Chris Cuomo's teeth being as straight as they are right now. Mm. mm. It's just or, it's just that's insane to me. That you just mm. leave the party, but then again, you're drinking a diet soda on an Ottoman. So mm. that's just the kind of man you are. Yeah.
1: It's it's you know, like I I don't know if he should have hit him <laughs> because that's assault. You know, so um, is this. Well, sure, sure. You know, I don't know if you necessarily want to have two crimes, if that sort of makes sense. But mm. he he does seem extremely milk toast in this whole deal. And that that, <laughs> that I cannot abide, you know. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe he actually said some strong words and got in his face and spat a little bit or something like that and kind of put him in his place. And uh, his wife just didn't feel the need to air out, you know that response in the New York times for whatever reason. Um, but, but it, it, it's, it's beside the point, you know, um, we, we don't, we don't, it doesn't necessarily make him look very masculine for certain.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and maybe when your wife is like the, the producer, executive producer at ABC, maybe that's just what happens to you. Sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. Never should have let him in the workplace, Hunter <laughs> does cause problems. Well, um, you know, this is an excellent story to discuss
1: that and I'm sure to discuss alcohol um, as well. Uh, mm. But I, I don't know when, when when is a good time to touch on either of those topics, but both seem very relevant.
0: Um, well, I think, I think I'll say this because that is an interesting discussion and one that people dismiss far too quickly is that mm-hmm. this experiment of having men and women work together has had both intense positives and intense negatives and, yes. and to say that we know the, the bottom Cost. line of that is not true. Now, I'm not suggesting we change anything at mm-hmm. all. I'm just saying that I don't think we have an appreciation for how new that is, how different it is, and what the actual societal costs and benefits are. I'll just yeah. put it that way. Um, however, it being the status quo... This behavior still has no there's no excuse for this behavior. that's just because Absolutely we don't not. know. The, yeah and, and also you don't see it anywhere else. and that's that's something that's I think super key. these These behaviors rarely exhibit themselves in normal life. They're restricted and relegated to Hollywood and and these big uh, uh, tech companies, you know, mm-hmm. blizzards having going through there. Issues right now. Jeez, dude! Silicon yeah. Valley's classically had problems with women, um, where you've got just this incredible, ungodly amount of power and money, mm-hmm. and and of course uh, the media. The media, you're on TV every day. You have name recognition, and and these people feel like gods, and they think that they can use people as their playthings. And I think that's very clearly indicative of the Fredo mindset mm-hmm. when we look at this story. So, so anyhow, he, he, Chris, to get back to the story, Chris describes the incident in that way. And then the, and, and miss, miss Ross replied saying that he didn't, she doesn't think he's changed at all. That his apology was dismissive and that she basically just doesn't accept it. Uh, now, her. now the real question is what happens to, to Fredo, you know, um, you don't I haven't seen a lot of hashtag me too about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't seen a lot of rumblings about this. Interesting mm-hmm. enough. So that is that's kind of the full synopsis of what happened this weekend. Uh, now let's let's peel the onion. Let's part the kimono. Okay. If we may for a moment.
1: Such a great business phrase. A <laughs> great business phrase. Yes,
0: I mean if you're in Chris Cuomo's office, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, he will only wears kimonos offset, so makes
0: those sense. those suits are made of very thin silk. You can tell, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's I think that's actually in Don Lemon's Don Lemon's contract that that Fredo has to wear a thin suit. It actually is. Yes. Um, so anyhow, uh, Chris has until recently. Been a hero of the left mm-hmm. and a hero of the Me Too movement. Mm. Now, a lot of his his screeds about women and their rights and their autonomy are buried now under this story, um, even though it's just the one article and then a million repostings of it. Yep. However, he has been verbose and outspoken in the past about what he thinks about women and their bodies and who should control them. I'm gonna play Mm. two clips back to back here, Hunter. So just listen up to these for a second.
2: Silence is acceptance. What are you talking about? I think the people who were marching on Saturday would disagree with that. Oh, the women's march. The one where the president was tweeting that all the people are out there marching to say how great Great. he's done. No, 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 how great the economy is. We have the lowest unemployment rate for women in 17 years. You know that's not why they were marching. Isn't that insulting to all those women out there who are looking for leadership and looking for someone to get behind them? And instead he makes a joke out of their march? Whoa, 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 whoa. It's no joke that the women's unemployment rate is the lowest in 17 years. It is no joke that over a half a million new women enter the workforce and his watch and it's, it's no, no joke, joke that they don't get equal pay and women like you have been forced to do it twice as hard as men to get to the same place I s- I and it's certainly not right have, and you know not it here and i not know it and you guys boss. are in a position to do something about it and instead he's tweeting you know a little tongue-in-cheek about it why but i'll tell you what's not okay I think perverting fact patterns, perverting realities, perverting and trying anything. to demonize what people do—you guys make it sound like this is cheaper than condoms. This is easier than condoms. Right. So just go abort your babies. These are painful decisions for these women. They're these are huge. things they live you're with for the rest of their, their lives. Yeah, I know, huge. and they think about it, and they think about it in a way that you never will, Rick. So you're projecting all these That's emotions true, and sensibilities I, I, on ethics I, on people in a decision you'll never make. And Rick, I let, let help me just say, Rick, let me just say, it's not in your body
1: wow um inspirational you know just the fact that he takes such a serious cause with you know so much verbose language and you know clarity of thought um you know christopher it's people like that that you know the paragons of our society that just give me so much peace and the freedom not to have to think about the hard issues because i know (laughs) deep down that they care about me and everyone else around them, and it's just—it's, man, I'm. What do you have to worry about when you just have such shining stars
0: on the television? You know, it's—it's ah. it's so true, Hunter. And it's beautiful, in fact. But but this is important. Like how this this behavior, which is mm-hmm. so beyond the pale, so unacceptable in your typical workplace, how yes, does the person who commits this kind of act just go on TV and think that they can say things like this.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: What's going on in their mind? And that's really an important question. I'll read you this tweet. So so Ted Cruz was making a stance about the vaccine. We're talking very recently. Huh? Papa Mullet. Papa Mullet? Is that his yeah. new name? I can get well, down with it.
1: He has kind of like a little mullet that kind of sprung up here recently. So Does I he? like Papa Mullet. Yeah. Senator Mullet's not bad either. He looks like a wolverine or a badger to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm down with it. I don't have any problems with it.
0: Yeah. like he, The beard was definitely a necessity for Ted Cruz. Yes. Yeah, um, he looks
1: very, very much like a Texan now.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of kind of like... A little bit of a special needs Californian. Do you remember? And Cob? I know what you're thinking that that's that that I'm repeating myself. Uh-huh. I'm really not. Uh, do I remember Cobb? Who's Cobb?
1: Yeah. Uh you remember? Uh, I think it's Silverado It's Kevin Costner.
0: You are blowing my mind, sir. Okay, never mind. Is that the movie where Kevin Costner has two pistols? Yeah, and he yeah, makes yeah. a guy walk back up the stairs by shooting at his feet.
1: Yes, exactly that movie. I think I think Cobb is in that movie too. Uh, I'm almost certain of it, and it, it, he is a bad guy, so I feel bad. But he does kind of look like Cobb from Silverado, so that's kind that's of a free cool, though. That's, that's a free Google for everybody later. He's so kind of enjoy. a bad boy. He, I mean, yeah, he looks very iconic in my opinion. I bet he so. drives
0: a black horse. Uh huh. <laughs> horse driving. <laughs> yes. Super yes. manly. Um, All right. Ted Cruz's tweet. Stay on target. So so Ted Ted Cruz (laughs) was making – this is on May 28th of this year, talking about how the vaccine passport and and vaccine mandates are a civil rights and individual liberty issue. And he made the – you know, he made this argument that people should be in control of their bodies. Well, Fredo Cuomo on Twitter jumps in and says, does this liberty extend to women who want to control their bodies – obviously like the two clips equating bodily autonomy for women to abortion which is just such a joke mm. for mm-hmm. a million different reasons yes. however this is who he is so again making this this moralistic moralizing paragon stance about women and their the sanctity of their bodies mm. But that's not all that Chris Cuomo has said because he has talked directly about the Me Too movement before. I'm going to read a bunch of this article. This is Glamour. Back on June 3rd, 2019, Chris wrote, the bylines actually incorrect here. It says by Chris Cuomo and it should say by Fredo. Mm. But he wrote this article in their culture section. Here's the headline and the subline. Men can't sit back while women fight alone for reproductive rights. What a hero. What a hero. Oh, man, what a hero. Women, men can't sit back because they have to be up in women's faces grabbing their backside, Hunter. I say that as a husband, a Catholic, and a father of two daughters. First of all, Chris, so stupid. There's absolutely nothing about you that's Catholic. I'm sorry. You've defended abortion rights on your show Time and time and time and time and time again. And now even the Pope doesn't like the death penalty <laughs> and you defend abortion. That is it's you. There's nothing less Catholic than a Italian New Yorker who thinks it's fun to grab women by the posterior and kill unborn babies. Mm. The, nothing less Catholic than that. And I think we all remember when COVID was happening, when he lied about having COVID. Yes, that's, that's libel. That might not be true. But when, oh, no. when he lied about it and then like went riding on a bike and like yelled at an old man and, and do you remember this? Yeah, story? it was about
1: his house that was being worked on next door or something like that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. There, yeah. there's, there's, I, I'm not a Catholic, but there's more Catholicism in my little toe than there is in the entirety of the, the Chris Fredo Corbin's sauce. Dimple. Oh. You could fit a lot of someone else's Catholicism in his dimple. Absolutely. Perhaps Don Lemons. <laughs> now, so far, this is this is the article. So far in 2019, 27 abortion bans have been enacted in 12 states after Louisiana's ban at 6 weeks gestation, Missouri at 8 weeks, Alabama. We've seen the outpouring of action by women sharing their stories, etc. And here's his his pitch. We can't just sit on the sidelines while women work to protect reproductive rights. He goes on to talk about how somehow that's Christian believes and forms his jurisprudence on a woman's control of her own body. Listen to this section. Catholics are taught. It begins at conception. This is to answer the question. When does life starts? Jews say it begins around 40 days. Other faiths say something else. So what are you going to pick? You might think you win today if you're a Christian. Your beliefs inform our jurisprudence on a woman's control of her own body. But what happens when this country is majority atheist or majority Muslim or majority something else? And they turn and put their beliefs on you. That's why you don't play the game. Yeah. That's exactly why you let everybody live that's exactly why Bizarre. the the answer is no abortion because I that's the that's only wh- way that you're truly not playing the game dumbass right
1: right that's insane
0: so and again here, here here we go that our christian jurisprudence informs our our beliefs on control of a woman's body very
1: I, I i go back for a second to that yeah. thing that's that's also this is one thing that I don't understand from a lot of Democrat uh, commentators is that the rule of America and the rule of democracy is by majority. And you see it time and time and time again, that philosophy gets that. It just creeps away into what they're saying. Like, what if the atheists are in charge, then the, then the Christians can't do what they want. Who wants to play that game? And it's like, no, this is a state saying as a state, these are the rules of our state. And the federal government needs to get out of our business, right? And it's the ability to, as a smaller unit, say, this is the freedoms that, you know, this is this is the, the freedom to live in the society that we want to, to some extent, right. right? And the freedom to have a republic and the freedom to also say that there is no majority that gets to tyrannize over everyone. That will never, that doesn't happen, right? That's, that's why America is built as a republic. So it, it's very, it's very... I see this happen time and time again when I'm looking at this where it's like um, people are getting frustrated at the American system. People are getting frustrated that they can't enact the policies they want despite them having like a 51% majority in the entire country. And it's very strange to me because it's it's one of the most quintessential anti-American feelings that you can have.
0: It's very strange to me. The, I, I mean, this is a rag on him as a pundit, and and a valid one for sure. And it, sure. it goes to his his political and and legislative illiteracy in this area. Correct that America is not a democracy. It doesn't matter if there's an atheist majority. It in, shouldn't in yeah. the country because we have a constitutional republic. You ding bad. Mm. The only things that can be enacted on a federal level are those things which are directly delegated to the federal government in the Constitution. Now we've Correct. we have made a mockery of that document and its interpretation and its its practice. However, that is that is the American jurisprudence, if you're so interested in it, Fredo. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but also that's all a non starter because the right to life is is intrinsically protected in both our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence, our two core founding documents. So it matters not what you think that a state's right issue uh, is or is not, or whether you think it's, it's democracy or, as I like to call it, mob rule or some type of republic. It's all irrelevant. What matters is the scientific question of when conception starts or, or when, when humanity, when, when personhood is, is bestowed upon another human being. And for you to quote what the Jews believe about that or what the Muslims be- believe about that could not be less relevant to the fact that there is no point in gestation that anybody can point to that matters at all about the beginning of life that has more relevance than conception. This viability argument, it breaks down immediately. It's nonsensical. Nonsensical.
1: Yeah, yeah I think I was, I, I hear what you're saying. I think the point, I obviously agree with all of that. The point I was just trying to make is, it, it just seems to me, come it comes up time and time and time again, even with what I would consider well-reasoned thinkers on the left side of the idol, who who basically make this mistake of saying that we're supposed to be ruled as a democracy and mob rule. And I'm like, it's literally the opposite. It's so the opposite of that. So, but I, but of course I agree with the point you're making. So yeah, Uh, uh,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to augment that. Sure. Um, All right. Let's, let's read a little bit more about this uh, from this article. He's, he goes to his daughter. He's talking about her, his 16 year old. And she says, if I were to get pregnant today, not something any father wants to contemplate about a 16 year old, I could have an abortion. I wouldn't have to tell you. Yes, that's true under New York state law. I told her and talked about whether kids should be able to make those kinds of decisions without their parents. We talked about how I think it's always important to come to us about big things like this, because you get to make a choice only once and you have to make sure it's the right one, her reply. But why should any man able to tell me how i can treat my own body am i equal to you or not because nobody's telling you what to do with your body i explained how some people believe that the life inside a woman should be recognized as a person with legal rights and she pointed to the science <laughs> the viability standard of when a fetus could survive outside the womb which is part of the decision in roe v wade this is why like many of our discussion about faith and democracy your faith might tell you to reject the science but that doesn't not mean you get to change the law okay total word vomit um but yeah. He does back up that her daughter, his daughter, is on the side of science, science right? Which is yep. insane. Let's. How about we don't take a sixteen-year-old girl's view of science as the the going rate? Uh, that's pretty laughable.
1: Yeah, it's also pretty strange that you would have this conversation with your sixteen-year-old daughter and then write about it in a public post, a public journal and then expect like that argument to carry weight yeah, to, exactly. with, with society.
0: Ex- yeah. He's, he's continuing to talk about his daughter here, talking mm-hmm. about her going to the Women's March. I always try to make her feel assured that there are no limitations on who she wants to be, that nobody gets to define her except herself. This is not about being pro-choice or pro-life. That's not an accurate reflection of what this fight is about. This is about pro-women's choice and anti-women's choice. There are people who believe women should not have this choice. The choice to control their own bodies is how he's grossly equating the idea of, of bodily autonomy with abortion, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, has a separate body inside of yours that I guess its autonomy isn't, isn't important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this is, this is a, a long, long article where he, you know, waxes rhapsodical on women and their rights. But I've also told her I'll fight with her. I will ask men to stand alongside her and her fellow protesters. Nobody's saying we want abortions because we're in the people-killing business. Nobody's happy to have an abortion. We've had difficult pregnancies. We've had things not go our way. We've had to agonize about what to do. We know the pain of it. My wife had to suffer, and I suffered by her side. There's a pain and powerlessness of how little we men can help. All right, that's sad, and then here we go. As men, we must listen to women's fears, concerns, and considerations. We cannot be deafened only by the sound of faith. If you're a man of faith, consider whether or not it's right to thrust your religion on others. Start there. If you're not doing everything your faith tells you to do every single day, be very slow to talk about how anyone else should live. Very dumb argument. It's been dumb forever. This argument is made constantly. It's the pro-life argument of if you're so pro-life, why, why you know? Why don't you adopt every baby? Mm-hmm. It's It's irrelevant. You you absolutely can criticize behavior while not being perfect. In fact, there's this, this conflation between hypocrisy and not living up to your own standard. Hypocrisy truly, in, a, in, in its grotesque form, is having a standard for yourself and electing a standard for other people mm-hmm. that you choose not to live up to. Failing to meet your own standard isn't hypocrisy. It's having a goal above yourself to aim for.
1: Right. The definition of that you will probably miss it half the time.
0: Yes. This is how he closes out the article, though, Hunter, and it's beautiful. Men say they cherish women, but more often than not, they don't want to cherish. They want to control. That's what you, reader, have to ask yourself as a man. Do you want to create a situation that is fair and just, or do you want control? That's a big distinction. Are you man enough to respect women as your equal, as a partner? <laughs> if you truly cherish women, cherish their wisdom to make their own choices. So I guess we
1: should just grab their butts, then. Yeah. How, how do you write, you know... It's amazing.
0: 3,000 words in Glamour magazine about... Cherishing women and talking down your finger at other men saying they don't cherish women and you just want to control them. And then you think it's okay to go grab a woman's butt in front of her husband. How do you square those two, Fredo? There's no world.
1: There's literally no way that you can convince me that that was the first incident that Chris Cuomo ever groped another woman at a party. Like... Nothing. Nothing about it seems. Someone who's uh, intimidated is scared, is frightened.
0: Yeah, they seem comfortable. Is right? the first time that you do that really your
1: ex boss? Right. Exactly. Someone that knows you personally and a major right. television producer. <laughs> Right, right, right. I mean, there's just so much to it that that smells of a repeat offender, I guess, is the best way to say it. And yes, I don't have any evidence of that. Yes, I wasn't in the room. Yes, all those qualifiers. But if what is being said is true, then it really doesn't seem like Chris Cuomo just got the idea to one day, you know, walk up and grab this one lady in particular's butt.
0: like, oh, you Um, know what I should try today? Sexual assault.
1: That would be right. Right. Exactly. It, 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 doesn't add up very well. And, and then to say like, you know, you, you know, and what, what we talked about this already, but like it's, it's emotional manipulation that he's been attempting to do in his email with her and his response back to some extent. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that is a form of control. That is absolutely a form of control. It's a, ch- it's a, it's a, it's a, it's trying to dominate someone with, by, by the force of your personality and charisma. Like that—that that is what the attempt is there. Absolutely, Hunter. When I have a conversation with anyone about abortion, I am never, ever going to perform anything that is controlling. I'm going to explain data. I'm going to explain my thoughts. I'm going to—I'm going to talk through my opinions. I am never going to man- manipulate their decision. Right? That is not my place. Judge not, as you read it in your Bible, doesn't mean, um, you know. Don't have an opinion. It, well, it, 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 let me get there. But Judge Knot actually doesn't refer to, to, you know, what it means is like you shouldn't be out there grabbing people and, you know, pulling them along and saying, stop doing that. Yeah. What Judge Knot means essentially is to see, the, see human beings as Jesus tells you to see them. Right, and it's and it's just that, and you can do that in a completely passive stance to some extent, if that makes sense, and one where you're not actually like enforcing what you want upon someone else.
0: It's judge in the it's judge in the legislative or judicial sense. It's Mm -hmm. it is judge not, lest you be judged. As in, do not be a a arbiter of morality or good among your peers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean don't have an opinion. Sure. we use that we've we've overloaded the term judge you know yeah, you're judging a me and we use it to mean looking down on someone's behavior that's not what it's talking about mm-hmm.
1: yeah so, i think so, it, i think it's important for people to understand um you know, in the in, in the golden rule, which is love your neighbor as yourself, right? There's another rule that's more ancient, people say, and it's the don't do anything to anyone else that you wouldn't done one wouldn't want done to yourself. And people say, Oh, that's such a much better rule because it, it basically puts the, you know, onus on you to like, you know, never act as someone in a way that you wouldn't want the same way done to yourself. Well, it's actually not true, because the thing that 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 the golden rule gets that, that rule doesn't is it's a, it's a compulsion, right? The same discipline, the same care, the same meticulousness that you should be p- putting into your own life, that same love for your future self and everything else that's going on, do that with other people. Yeah, that's it, what it
0: calls you to do. And it, it's, it's love your neighbor as yourself goes way further than don't do anything to someone else that you wouldn't have them do to you. Right, it goes and, way and, further,
1: and and that is a spirit that you judge not. Right. Yeah. It's, it's exactly that. And it's that. And when people who say they're Christians and manipulate that faith that oh, to be fair, faith, he didn't
0: say he was Christian. He said he was Catholic Hunter. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> when,
1: people, when people do that, I mean, they're using the language of religiosity, combining it with the social politic and religion of our day. And in a, just pardon my French, but a bastardization of postmodern ethics Yep. Uh are ruining w- w- what people mean when they try to express their true feelings and their true uh hearts on these uh, very personal and
0: very difficult topics with yeah. others Okay, so Sorry. I think I think we've taken them down the line here, yeah. and, and I'm glad we have let's let's I want to focus back in, put some ribbon on the Chris Cuomo issue in particular and then I want to extend this to a pattern of behavior that we see more and more Hunter because this is what I think the big idea is from this story and what we should take away from this story because if it was just Chris Cuomo grabbing someone's butt we wouldn't be talking about it but the fact is is that this is pervasive there's something insidious and pervasive about this behavior Mm. so Chris Cuomo Fredo this is who he is He's a sexual assaulter. He is a minority of the population that engages in that behavior. He's also the person who thinks that he can talk down to you about you wanting control of women's bodies and not actually caring about their choices. And when he's called to the carpet about it, he will take up the mantle of the abuser and the Mm -hmm. gaslighter. He'll invoke feebly religious teaching Mm. to try and gain control he he will use his platform with his brother to gain control of the situation when women's bodies and their autonomy is at stake that's who he is how what goes through the mind of an individual when they are saying one thing that is so blatantly at odds with their actual behavior what does that mean, and here's the question you have to ask to start there when he is talking about women and how they should control their own bodies and how we have to have respect for them, is he actually talking from a standpoint of empathizing with women is he does he actually care about their plight? The obvious answer is absolutely not It's impossible that he does because not grabbing your ex-boss's butt is the lowest bar to set. The lowest bar to set. Mm -hmm. He couldn't care at all. He couldn't care at all. So when he goes on CNN and he's ranting with Don Lemon or he writes an article in Glamour magazine and he pretends that he's talking about women, he is not. He's talking about something else and I'm willing to put forward my thoughts on what he's talking about. He's talking about himself yes he's talking about himself this this pervades our culture our pc woke authoritarian left horse crap culture where we constantly talk about how much we care about the plight of the little guy of the victim aoc will go down to the border when it's convenient for her and wear all white and look at an empty parking lot and jab herself in the nose or or pull a nose hair so that she'll cry. And she'll put her hands on her knees and on her face and weep openly at what we know was an empty parking lot. Mm. And then you see the images from the border this week and nary a word, mm. nary a word from Representative AOC. Mm. She'll cry when she funds the Iron Dome or mm. when she votes present. But, but nary a word about these actual... Horrible images of people living in abject poverty huddled underneath a a freeway bridge, an overpass on the southern border. So who was she really talking about then? Was it just convenient for her to talk about the kids then? And does she actually care about the suffering of migrants? Or is she more interested in telling you how much she cares? Because Mm -hmm. when you say, I care so much... You're not talking about what you care so much about. You're talking about you. You are touting your empathy credentials as opposed to doing anything useful and also as opposed to having the humility to admit that you are a broken and sinful person yourself. Mm. But we'll we'll go off on these massive TikTok rants and Instagram posts about how much our heart bleeds for people that we wouldn't share a meal with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This And I'm not making an argument that I'm better than them. I'm no. not. I'm not. But I don't spend all my time talking about myself in guise of defense of the victim. Right. They aren't. Talking about the victims, they don't care about the victims. They will hurt the victims themselves when given the opportunity, especially when we're talking about the elites here. But they're talking about themselves, and Hunter, this extends. This isn't just a problem of the elite. This is everybody yes. on Twitter. Yes. This is everybody on online. This is all of your friends who who tut tut the the euphemisms of Joe Biden uh, about racial jungles and this and that mm-hmm. and then will post a black square mm-hmm. for Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. saying the police don't care about black people. They don't mm-hmm. give a damn. They don't. They are obsessed with speaking much about how much they care. Hunter, it mm-hmm. reminds me of the tarantula episodes Yeah, when we talked about Thus Spoke Zarathustra. And Frederick Nietzsche, and he says, Do not trust those who speak much of their own virtue.
2: Hmm.
0: True virtue needs no one to speak for it, true virtue speaks for itself. The problem that we have in our political discussion right now is perfectly exemplified by Chris Cuomo, Hmm. by Fredo. Yeah. It's a narcissism problem. It's pure, unadulterated narcissism. And this narcissistic ethos, this secular humanism, is another way to say the same thing. Mm -hmm. This preoccupation on us and our own ability to arbit morality and to extend it to other people. It is infectious, it is violent. In its, in its ends. I mean Chris committed sexual assault. It is rules for thee. And not for me. It is the USSR. It is, it is Nazi Germany. And I'm not saying that it's the same. I'm saying the ethos that undergirds. This preoccupation. On talking about ourselves. Using the guise of those. We pretend to be empathetic about. Is is a murderous ethos and it's murderous because in our hearts, there is nothing good. And this is, ins- this is insidiously, insidiously narcissistic. Do not trust those who speak much of their own virtue. And I don't think you can find an individual who speaks much more of their own virtue than Chris Cuomo, but you look around and it is, it is the, it's the catch of the day. Hmm
1: uh Dostoevsky says uh there's one very very important rule that you have to follow and it's not to lie and the most important lie not to tell is one you tell yourself um and hypocrisy is a lie you tell to yourself and everybody else essentially um you know and the reason that you cannot lie to yourself is because when you do you learn about yourself that you are somebody who does not tell the truth and it's impossible for a human being to know someone who doesn't know the truth and not lose respect for them. And so once you've lost respect for yourself and once you know what you, that you're, you're someone who is not good, you lose love for everybody else. You lose, you lose if there, if everybody's just, if you're bad and everybody else is just as bad, is kind of the idea right there, right? Then you lose love. And, there's nothing more obvious than that when you see people who claim to love much and love desperately little.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, how can, you, how can you fulfill the command to love another as you love yourself if you don't even love yourself enough to atone?
1: Exactly right. Exactly right. How, how yeah. can you
0: possibly manage that if you don't even respect yourself enough to, to mean the things that you say? Yes. And to set a goal that's higher for yourself, not purposely set a goal that you never intend to keep so that other people might see you and think highly of you because of how eloquently you stated the goal.
1: Hmm.
0: This is why we should refuse categorically and outright, and this is where the right has failed, by the way, to cede the moral high ground to these vagabonds. They do not care about the things that they say to care about. And to, the, to those, you know, these, these college students and these young professionals that are swindled by this horse crap, mm. it's not true. But you know what? You know that. You know it. You know it's not true. Mm. Because how many times do we have to see a story like this occur? before you realize that these people speak much of their own virtue and do very little to actually defend it. Hmm. And you know what? If you love women or you love black people or you love gays, why do you need why do you need the clicks? Why do you need the likes? Yep. You know, do you, are you doing it for them or are you doing it for you? I was talking to um a friend about this this morning that if you are Going in the name of the needy, and you're doing it for your own ends. Don't go. Don't go. You're not going to do them any good because people know the difference. They do. It's
1: it's obvious.
0: And so when you latch on to these movements, and we've got to respect women, we've got to start caring for women. Da 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 da. And you you are verbose about it in your in your sphere of influence. You're, you're speaking much of your own virtue. And you know how the Bible might put that. Pride comes before a fall. So,
1: what can we do to not give in to this filthy society and give in to the true pride and vanity that really
0: matters? That's so important, Hunter. There's, because instead of simply simply speaking yeah about the goal. humble self-improvement is truly the key here right yeah and you're a fat lazy sloth (laughs) all things considered so thank you humility should be easy for you listener yeah it should be and uh, when's the last time you've truly taken a look at the gelatinous jiggling mold that you call a body it's beautiful it's the sweetest thing you've ever said to our listeners. That's why you have to go post haste immediately to fnxfit.com. FNXFit, they have one mission in mind. It's actually their slogan that I just made up for them. Quit being such a fat retard. <laughs> FNXfit.com. <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> if
1: you... <laughs> that's it, exactly. How, wow. do,
0: how do we still have a sponsor? Um, I have
1: no idea.
0: Go immediately there. Buy a supplement. Anything. Uh doesn't matter. Look, there's not a thing that won't help you. You're overweight. Mm. You you're dehydrated. You have bad skin. Yeah. Your acne looks like it looks like a child's plate of ketchup and french fries after they've eaten it and have left half of it in in a a jigsaw murder scramble uh, of mismatched shoestrings and and crimson. Uh, I should be a poet. I I don't even know. <laughs> Go immediately. Better yourself. Do it humbly, which should be easy for you, like I said, because you are grotesque.
1: They'll, they they could do it. We believe in them. Just go to the website, uh, carpooling slash FNX fit. com slash FNX. I got it right the first time. You are and- such a
0: moron. <laughs> And then you need to go there uh, and see if they have any memory supplements or something. Yeah. There. Maybe some Jiginko for your for your failing ailing brain.
1: Is the coupon code carpooling that the they the coupon can enter for code 15% is carpooling
0: for one five percent off? That's right, That's guys. Nice. Thanks for joining us. Write us an email if you've ever been sexually assaulted by Chris Cuomo, Fredo. Uh, we would definitely want to know about it. We'll do a follow up for sure. So please uh, write in your sexual assault <laughs> Fredo story. Um, lies only. I just but yeah I'm lies really, only I'm please. Really Really excited to see that. Um, follow show at Carl Pulling. I'm at Chris X Carl Hunter's at Emotional Carl and uh, read a book. I, I have a bonus ad.
1: Do you, yeah, like for real? Oh, so all right, uh, boys and girls, uh, if you would like, I just completed a uh, uh, lengthy Bible study of the book of Ecclesiastes and I've been posting about it on Substack. So if you would like to go check that out, it's brokenwheel.substack.com. Uh, we're doing nice, short, pithy uh, dive-ins to that every day. Uh, it's 500 words or less twice a week. So you, can too, can learn a very, very sad book that tells you you're worthless.
0: It'll be great. Everyone will have a lot of fun. Is there anything more Walt Whitman-esque self-congratulating than describing your own work as pithy? Uh, Henry David Thoreau I, I never thought of it that way So maybe yes
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright guys Thanks for joining us once again Send us an email uh, As always If you have been sexually assaulted By Fredo They make kits no. okay, For that kind of thing That are very important in a court of law To prove your case So get get tested